Welcome back to Off The Guard oh Podcast. God. My name is Rafael De Los Santos. And yes, oh my God, I am here with Connor O'Brien. Hi. Also here with... Alison Gonzalez And Michael Figueroa. Crazy. But today we're going to be talking about the World Cup qualifiers. And I know we're going to throw some combo in there for some reason. But I, I know that I know that Michael's going to make it real interesting for us uh, so that we don't fall asleep. But we're also going to be talking about basically everything that's going on in the, in, in the international break. Except the friendlies, which are not that great, other than maybe Scotland, Poland, Hungary, Serbia. I don't know. And we're also going to be talking about El Clasico, so that's going to be really fun. But who wants to start us off on the international stuff? Are we starting with international? Yeah, we're starting with international. I don't okay. want to cry this early in the po- I mean, not cry, but yeah, I'm not going mean, to cry. I didn't well, cry I mean, the game we do have time. to zoom through this podcast for at least rough. La, 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 di da. a date. La, di da. Wow. La, di da. Wow. <laughs> Picking women over the boys. Can imagine. Anyways, CONCACAF, <laughs> what a transition. Oh, CONCACAF qualifiers this weekend starting Thursday, going through. Uh, obviously, big, big weekend for CONCACAF. There's no set spots, really. Maybe Sands Canada. Canada only has to tie one game. They could lose the other two. They need one point to secure a spot, and they're really just playing for seeding. Uh, I mean, Canada's been dominant. We don't normally see this such a dominant squad in that section of qualifying. Why do we think Canada's in this spot? Like, why do we think they're so dominant? Because they have Alfonso Davies and his girlfriend is obviously not. Well, Jordan, Jordan Atuima is, uh, she, I mean, she deserves a poster on this wall, respectfully. Listen, but they have, they just have a really good team, man. Yeah. I don't think the U.S. men's national team is that good. Yeah. yeah. Also, this is a, we're a pro-women's podcast, women's soccer podcast, Rafa. You can call her her name and not Alfonso Davies' girlfriend, please. The thing is, her last name's really complicated. I know it's Jordan. It's like it's, Jordan Hitwima. Uh, I, I wouldn't trust you. You call him Mbappe, my Bappe, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah. I'm not taking well, your I mean, word. You can't say well, Davies has missed most of the qualifiers for Canada. He's still a baller, though. He is a, I mean, they have Jonathan David. I, mean, I can keep going. They have Jonathan David. Very good. He's played very well. Baller. The problem with the United States men's national team is... Oh, we're just skipping right. We're just, jumping right in. Yeah, they just don't... They don't perform. They have the names. They just don't perform. And now they're missing Weston McKinney, which is a huge, gigantic problem. Well, dust. <laughs> I think this goes back to, I mean, as a, someone who watches every, literally every U.S. men's national team game, I think we this goes back to Burhalter. His decision-making is, like, so weird to me. Like, he insists on playing. There are MLS guys that, like, really are good and really deserve to be in the squad. Like, Walker Zimmerman has been awesome. Miles Robinson has been awesome. Like, Kellen Acosta deserves a spot on that squad. Like... There are players in MLS that are really good, but like Christian Roldan and James Sands do not need to be in that squad. Who would you replace him with? Christian Roldan is. Chris Will is talking off mic. He's... Jesus. Quote: He hates Christian Roldan. Do you want? Do you want to lean in? Chris is a uh, here. Do you want to lean into the mic and just tell tell the people what you think? Chris is uh, producing this week. Christian Roldan should not be in the U.S. Men's National Team squad. I don't know why he is there. Um, but also, Connor, uh, Brendan Aronson will not be joining the U.S. Men's National I, Team. I have that note written down. Thank you. That was the Chris Will minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, so obviously, Wes McKinney broke his foot. He's out. Dust is a hammy problem. He's out. Aronson's out. Uh, how do we think this affects how the U.S. National Team is going to play? I mean, those are three key players not a clear replacement for most of them. Obviously, it's not going to be a good thing for them. <laughs> you're so, is that a dumb question? You're losing your top talent right there, and then you have to play yeah, you're Mexico. Using, you're losing three of your top like six players. You have to play Mexico in the Azteca, and then you have yep. to win base. And then you have to go play against what? I think, I think we tie Panama. Panama and then Costa Rica. And then Costa Rica. I think it's a tie and two wins. I I digress. I I don't know. Mexico's definitely beating you up. 
I mean, we respectfully, we clapped them the last time we played them. Yeah, uh, you had Dosa, Dosa Zero once again, but I mean, <laughs> Dosa Zero. But <laughs> you're also playing away. Yeah. No English chance here. I think here's what <laughs> if Baralter's smart, he'll do this. I have this written down verbatim. You can check the notes. We normally play a four-three-three with Tyler Adams as a holding mid. I have that written down. Sorry. We need to switch to a four-two-three-one and play defensive against Mexico. And I think against Panama and Costa Rica too, because they're in fourth and fifth respectively, and they're probably going to be more involved for the playoff spot. But those games are really important for them. They're going to play us really hard. We need to play four-two-three-one, right? Mm-hmm. Dest is out of right back. Cannon needs to play. He's a better, much better defender than Yedlin. Yedlin's great. We play wing backs. Cannon should play if we're playing a back four. Needs to be Walker Zimmerman, Miles Robinson, Anthony Robinson at left back. A lot of people are going to want Eunice Musa to play. He's great box to box, not great defensively. When Anthony Robinson goes forward on that left spot, look. He's a great box to box, but he's not good defensively. <laughs> no, listen, that makes sense. That makes sense. No, he's a great you know, you box. Know, <laughs> the other box Because a lot good. of the times for Valencia, he also plays right wing. He's great going forward. He's great coming back and involved right. and all that. He's great at doing his like kind of like, he, he does like the same. He's not, obviously not as good as De Bruyne, so I'm not going to take this slander when I say this, but like he does the same. Like, he, oh, d- he does the, fits, yeah. it's the same role. It's the same role. I understand what you're trying Kellen to say. Kellen Acosta needs to start there. Kellen Costa needs to start there because he can come in. When Anthony Robinson goes forward, he can come in and cover. Listen, I think Mexico's going to be a big problem for you because they're chilling at third. It's going to be a huge... Chucky Lozano's out. There's no pace in that squad. I'm not worried Wow. Take away one player. Apparently, the no pace. There's no pace in the squad. Tell me me who's pacey on that squad that's going to start. Genuinely, tell me who's pacey on that squad that's going to start. Man, what's the name of that guy that plays for Betis? Linus. 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 He's really yeah, actually, yeah, Diego Diego Linus actually is. What about... Shout out FIFA 21. What about Tecatito? Tecatito? Jesus Corona. Yeah. If he doesn't play right back, yeah. He plays right back? He's a wing back. At, he's been a wing back the last two years. And fucking, I don't think he plays right sorry, back. Chris. He in plays, Portugal. He, he plays he right plays, wing. He was yeah. a right wing back for, for like Sevilla. the last two years in Portugal. He's now playing right wing for Sevilla, but I wouldn't yeah. exactly call him like an ultra pacey player. I think he's, he's I mean, really if he's playing right wing, I think S.E. Robinson has him pocketed, respectfully. It's not all about pace, Connor. When you play counterattacking ball, like the men's national team does, it is all about pace. That's why we have a pacey front line. You think you think that the U.S. men's national team? Yes, because the attack we're going to play in this four-two-three-one. I'm I finding know, out. I mean, I'm playing like, devil's advocate. Do you think the U.S. men's national team is going to show up to the Azteca and like hold possession of the ball like the entire time and make No, because that's not how the U.S. men's national team plays. So why would it like? Why did you say the counterattack point? Men's national team plays the counter. They're, oh, gonna the, they're gonna run the counter. It's not about uh, when you when you take the ball, you go forward, so you don't lose the ball. The That's why we lost to Canada because we were getting trapped and because we would lose the ball as soon as we got it back. So you're saying that the U.S. men's national team is going to play on the counter, but it's a problem that Mexico is losing Irving Lozano, who's an attacker. Yes, because they will not be able. They to won't counter. need pace if you're sitting back and then attacking because you'll just be stationary targets. They need the pace to get past our pacey center You're backs. playing in Mexico. Remember this. It matters who you line up with. See, what he's saying is that the Mexicans are going to play football and the Americans going to play soccer, and we're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> well, they different sports, clearly. But, but, moving on. Shout out to Tom Brady. He's got to get his weekly mention. I don't know if you know this, but they did, it's not going to be a completely packed Azteca because mm. um, I think they have they just started lifting up restrictions in Mexico, so I think they're going to have only 50,000 tickets. No. Gonna be sold, which is still a lot, but it's not compared to like eighty thousand people, which you usually see there. Yeah. But it's still gonna be a very, you know, how can you not be in Azteca and be intimidated by that crowd? They're gonna be loud. I think mm-hmm. that every abuelo counts for three people. So just think that about how true. many abuelos are gonna have that game. <laughs> exactly. 
Let me let me finish one point about this lineup. You're doing the four two three one. Randy needs to play central way on the side for base. Pepe at starter because DK's not going. DK did not get called up. Uh, some other guys out, but I think this team at least ties Mexico, and I think we easily beat Panama and Costa Rica. Anyways, speaking you of Mexico, better hope so. All right, Mexico. Speaking of Mexico, Mexico? Chucky Lozano is out. Um, <laughs> they're in that third pole place because Tuki. the U.S. beat them a couple months ago in qualifiers, beat them in the gold cup also. Um, to me, Mexico's a clear third. They just have not been as good in these qualifiers lately. They beat up on easy teams, but they have not played well when it matters. If you look at it, they're going to play the U.S. They could, they could win that game. I'm not going to rule out as a men's national team that the U.S. comes and plays them. I think that's a tie. And I think they do. But they obviously have an easier schedule playing Honduras and El Salvador, who both do not have a real chance of qualifying for this. So I mean, Mex. I think the three teams in the table right now, if you're looking at top three, you have Canada, United States, Mexico. I think they at the end of this weekend they're finished in that order. The thing is that uh, United States has like probably the hardest schedule there. They're gonna I have to play so Mexico, too. Panama, yeah. and then Costa Rica, which are all literally mm. lined up perfectly. Yeah. I think the way they're going to be playing against, right? Mm. So yeah. Um, if the United States struggle against Mexico and they lose, will they will that mentality like ruin them for the last two Williams? Will, will that ponder in their mind that oh we might not qualify for the World Cup again? Oh my god, uh, I that can really affect the team. I know. I think the only hard like the only game I think we don't have easily is Mexico. Really, I mean we're four points up on Panada and five months or five points up on Costa Rica. Um, I mean, we have to outright lose a game, which I just don't really. See. And Sands Mexico, we could, but we'd have to like drop a ton of points. I just don't see us doing that, and especially when like Panama and Costa Rica have to both play, have to play both us and Canada, both of them. I just don't see them either of them picking that point up. Like, Look, I think, like, let's end it here. I think you guys are fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going, you're gonna go through. The problem is that getting beat up in the qualifiers isn't really where the United States wants to be, especially since they won the. They won the gold, the gold cup, or yeah. what? Well, it's, it's called it's called like the it, it it was the gold cup. It's now something else, but yeah. I know that they won like the Nations League. Thing it's it's the Nations. Concacaf. It's called the Nations yeah. League now. Yeah, Concacaf Nations League. But like there was they like beat Mexico on like back to back finals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was right. They won the gold cup and the Nations League. Yes. So they won them without their starting lineup too. Yeah, but when mm-hmm. that happens, you don't want to be like you want to be where Canada is right now. That's you don't true. want to be chilling, fighting for second or third. You want to be well, first place outright. So I think that's something that the U.S. definitely needs to look into. But obviously, there's like a much deeper conversation to be had about like what the U.S. does and the reason why they're not that great, even though the country's gigantically huge and like all those things. But like moving on away I mean, from CONCACAF, away South from CONCACAF, America, into the CONMEBOL. CONMEBOL. Take it away, Michael. So you have obviously Brazil and Argentina, they're secure their spot. They haven't lost a single game in the group, like at all in the qualifiers. And this is probably the strongest Brazil and Argentina squad, I'll argue, in a while. So mm. they might have a nice run in the World Cup. But then you have Ecuador, who I think, though they still are in contention, they could still possibly not be third place or even out of it. It's a reach for that to happen. And they're you know, sitting nicely you know, in 25th place. Do you know how many teams uh, out of the 10 make the World Cup? How many do they take? It's four. It's four, four. and then the fifth one goes to a playoff a against... Playoff? Um, the Asia team. And okay. the, it's, the Asia one is complicated. I was looking it up before just to kind of mention it, but it's kind of a mess. But basically, like... Dude, Colombia sitting in seventh place? Yeah, but Colombia can still make it to the tournament. They have arguably the easiest schedule remaining. So. Sixth place Chile, fifth place Peru. We're talking yeah. about a team that... The the previous Copa America, not the one that just happened. No, Colombia has to play against I know. Bolivia and Venezuela. 
but Peru literally was in the Copa America final not that too is long true. ago. And now they're, but they're here's fighting. the thing. Ecuador, who we have in third place, they have two games remaining, Paraguay and Argentina. Paraguay, they have only won two games the whole qualifier. They're not doing ex so well, so they're most likely going to win that game. And in Argentina, they can lose that game. Either way, Ecuador, once they win Paraguay, or I think tie, they'll be basically guaranteed the spot in the World Cup. Then you have Uruguay right under, who remaining games are against Peru and Chile, which are both pretty good competition. Now, if I am a Chile fan, I will be consider I will be watching that game like a hawk because if Uruguay win, Uruguay is most likely going to get into the tournament, and that's a good thing for Chile though because that means Peru lost points and Chile needs to win their games. So but Chile have a very hard schedule too, so it's I will want I'll basically be hoping if I were Chileno for Uruguay to drop points somehow. Who do you think are going to be the, like the four teams that make it? Through? The four teams I think it's going to be. Um, Brazil, Argentina, Ecuador, and I'll probably keep it at Uruguay. And I think Peru is probably going to go to the qualifi to the qualifiers. So we're saying no on a Chile or Colombia picking up points yeah. to go through. Even though Colombia yeah. has an easy schedule, they have to play against Bolivia and Venezuela, which Venezuela are, as you can see, they're in the bottom, basically carrying the whole bracket because they're in the bottom. Um, that's going to be easy three points. Bolivia is also not as good either, so they can go up to 23 points. Um, but if any of the teams up there like keep their points they're not going to move down but like i said chile has a hard schedule ahead of themselves they have 19 points they're in sixth place and they have to play against brazil and uruguay which is going to be very difficult yeah, and brazil is in you, brazil yeah it shows you how tough that south american um yeah confederation is i know we talk a lot about like the euros being the hardest competition but man the the qualifying for the world cup in south america is it's ridiculous insane yeah it's unfair I mean, you have brazil argentina cup america winners um I think the last two Cup America winners. Then you have Chile, Colombia. I mean, these are have been staples in the. I mean, they were definitely big in 2014 in the World Cup. Yeah. Chile has been huge in Cup America in, in recent history. Colombia has made the World the last two World Cups. Paraguay has made the Paraguay World Cup. made the World Cup as well. I think the only teams that haven't made the World Cup were probably Bolivia and Venezuela. Yeah. And Venezuela got close. I think for the 2014, they got fifth place and went to the qualifier. Yeah, competition. They got knocked out from there. Um, and they've never qualified yeah, for a World it Cup. Was it Bolivia that did good in the Cup America? They did decent. They, I think, the most recent one was probably Bolivia. Venezuela hasn't done good in the World in the Copa America since like 2011. But like I said, that that whole area is still pretty open. There's only like about. A like I said, Colombia's at seventh with seventeen points. Uruguay is at fourth with twenty-two points. Under you have Peru with twenty-one, Chile nineteen, and obviously Uruguay and Peru are going to be playing each other. So that's going to basically determine whether or not Chile passes Uruguay or doesn't. I mean, my bad. Peru passes Uruguay or doesn't, and then later on Chile has to play against Uruguay, which is a very difficult match. I think for sure, personally, I think Chile if they tie against Brazil. That would put them in a good spot to have to like beat Uruguay, but still, it's, it's you're asking to tie Brazil in the Maracanã. That's gonna be very difficult. But somehow it'll be easy for the United States to show up to the Azteca. And win. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move to Europe. Go ahead. Go ahead, Connor. Oh, I, you think I have something to say? Well, I mean, yeah. one. And I I don't know if I want to get this take off, but one one tie. I'll predict it. One one tie uh, in the Azteca on Thursday. Uh, hold me to it. Uh, hold me accountable on the Twitter. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. I have a note, a mental notepad. You owe me like five 
five meals? I think it's four. It's four I think it's, four, I think it's confirmed. Four. I'm not. I'm not buying. I know, I mean, at this point, it's yeah. like it's it's an imaginary number of like like meals I owe you. I'm like just, I'm just, I'm just trying to get this number down. Next semester, I'm not buying a meal plan. I'm just gonna make soccer bets with Connor and just feed off. Take that. You need to start like redeeming some of these before I start getting points because eventually I will get points back on this. You're not. <laughs> I will. I only make bets. I know I'm gonna win. <laughs> Allegedly. Nope. Well, you. Uh, okay, we've <laughs> been we've been discussing a FIFA tournament, and Rafa wants me to shave my head if I lose. Not shave. Rafa, I said get a fade, buddy. You did not say get a fade. You <laughs> said buzz your hair. You said buzz your hair. Buzz cut would look nice though. <laughs> but then, but then I was like, but then I was like, Rafa, why wouldn't we have an equivalent punishment? It's because you're not confident you can beat me in FIFA, respectfully. No, it's because I have luscious curly hair. That's that makes no, so take, so, take so you're not willing to put your hair on the line. I'm willing to put my hair on the line. No, I'm not. But you know who is. Rafa, I'm an aging white guy. I only have so much hair left. Okay. I'm, I'll put it all on the line. I'll put my hair on the line if you put yours on the line. If you beat me in FIFA, you want me to shave my head off? If you're asking me to do that, I think you should also have to the do that. The repercussions for that are not something I want to discuss on a soccer <laughs> podcast, so I'm not going to do it. The repercussions. He sounds... Uh, I would just have some... All right, so... He sounds frightened. So, he sounds so, scared. So. UEFA World Cup 2022 playoff fixtures in full. Let's talk oh. about Europe. So the things in Europe are pretty interesting. There's three paths, path A, path B, and path C. Hmm. The way they've done it is that they've basically divided the teams into brackets um, instead of just having, because I know that the World Cup has expanded into what? How many teams now? 64? No, that's not, no. The, that's not this one. The that's March Madness. Right. The next World Cup is going to be Shout out Arizona. Yeah, yeah, but... This um, is the last World Cup that's like with the 32 teams traditional system. For real, I could have sworn that that was the reason why they were changing it because they expanded. What's it's expanded for to 48 for the next World Cup? Uh, yeah, 48. Yes, I think 48, 42. Because I think they want major nations to auto qualify basically for. Yeah. But I digress. Money. Um, but yeah, it is about money. Basically, there's three paths. Um, the teams have already been sorted out. There's three paths to make it to this World Cup. So we have Path A. We have Wales. Good old Wales playing Austria. Um, that game, uh, uh, 50 50 in my that's opinion. That's not it. It's a 50 50 <laughs> game. Um, good old Gareth Bell versus David Alba. What's going on in my <laughs> head? I think Austria will take it. But rest for the rest of Path A, it's, it's, only, it's only four. What What is it? Four teams in each path. Well, the thing with the path A is they're waiting on Ukraine to be able to play games. Yeah. That one is... Ukraine. I mean, I mean, they're going to go ahead and play Wales, Austria this weekend, but Scotland, Ukraine is indefinitely postponed. I honestly am not sure if they'll be able to play that game before the World Cup, but I think Scotland might just go ahead and get that. Like In path B, we're, we're about to look at it in a second, but Russia's DQ'd because of the ongoing situation. Jesus Poland Christ, got Connor, slow down. <laughs> listen, the pot, the, the listeners can slow it down. Like, I'll, All I'll right, talk. Let me listen, talk. listen. Let me set it up, and then you can fly, okay? All right, go. Path A, path B, path yes. C. There's three paths. Path A, basically, there's four teams in each path, and whoever comes out on top of this bracket gets to go to the World Cup in each bracket. So three of these, what is it, 4, 8, 12? UF math. 12 teams, only three will make it through. So path A, we have Wales, Austria, like I mentioned before. We also have Scotland, Ukraine, like Hunter mentioned. We don't know if Ukraine's going to play Path B, we have Russia, who's been disqualified, so Poland gets a bye straight to the final. They'll play the winner of Sweden, Czech Republic. Path C was the most interesting one that everyone was talking about, where you have Portugal playing against Turkey, and then on the other side, you have Italy playing the Republic of North Macedonia. What does that mean? Everyone's guessing that Portugal is going to either is probably going to be Turkey and that Italy is probably going to be Macedonia. That means that either Portugal or Italy are not going to the World Cup. That my friends is insane because you're talking about the euro winners or well the past two euro winners well i mean yeah i mean 
basically. Well, for, well, first of all, before I get into this take, uh, bold of you to tell me to slow down when you told us to get out of here by five. Second of all, <laughs> listen, second. efficiency. Kids going on gym date. Anyways, we got we Jesus got whales. Right, <laughs> just air me up, bro. Listen, we expose, but we don't name drop on the pod. That's it. All right. So, anyways, going back to path A before we go path to path A. A. Path A. Wales, Austria. I say the winner of this entire. You know what? Let's just go like. Let's do bracket. let's do winner predictions for each bracket. All right. I think Wales, Austria. I'm going with Austria, Scotland, Ukraine. I don't think Ukraine will be able to play, no. so it will be a matter of Austria, Scotland. And I think Austria will take it. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, I agree as well. I'm going to be the other, the Ottawa now in this one. I'm going to say Wales just because of Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey. There's only it's one the, Gareth Bale. <laughs> You're wrong. And Michael's banking on the uh, Joe Path, Allen masterclass. Path B. Path B, because we're not understanding that Wales is going to do anything. Path B. Poland um, by. Poland gets a bye to the finals. So then you have Sweden, Czech Republic. I'm Czech, taking Czech Republic yeah. all day. And I'm taking Czech Patrick Republic. Schick. I'm take not only that, but Suchek, Baller, Kofal, Baller, like they they just have Back a really sides. good team. So I think that Czech Republic would also beat Poland in the final, meaning that Czech Republic will be the winners of Path B. What do you guys think? I agree. I uh, I wouldn't cut on Sweden that easily though. I feel like Sweden has an abundance of talent; they can actually pull it out. But um, if Sweden goes against like Poland, I think Poland could probably beat them. It was like two legs, right? Mm-mm. It depends on who Poland does. No, it's, it's one leg. It's one leg? It's one yeah. leg neutral single side. Single game knockout. Yeah. So, like, all these are single legs? Yes. Single leg knockout. Every game, I think, is in... It says right there in the under the accept all cookies. Uh, every game is held in Zurich, Switzerland. Ooh. So, where the headquarters are FIFA. I'm going to oh. say that um, Poland would take it. Okay, probably. I'm, I'm going with the Czech Republic. Right, so so far we have Path A, Austria, for the most part, and Path B, Czech Republic, for the most part, even though Michael's disagreeing with everything we're saying. Right. Okay. Path C, so, North Macedonia, Path final C. answer. <laughs> this one's spicy. Shout out Alexander okay, on the okay, cruise okay, I just went on. Time time on, time on, time on. Connor, you owe me, what is it, four meals? Four. I will take one of them away if you can name me a player from North Macedonia. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. Hold on. And that's how the cookie crumbles. Oh, there's one. Wait, so, no, there's one in... um. Too late. There's one in Bundesliga. Oh, uh, no, on Wolfsburg. Oh, no. You're, you're having trouble. <laughs> <laughs> too bad. And his body plays for Levante, Republic of North Macedonia. If you're a La Liga fan, you know what's up. Too bad, Connor. Four meals. I don't watch that Farmers League. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Go back to episode number... What is it? Three. He gets you on a comic book call Episode number three. Check out what nope, doing. it's actually episode number five. You're all Our wrong. You're all fired. Like, I remember that reference. <laughs> all right, back to Path C. We have Portugal, Turkey. Um, to be honest, Turkey were playing pretty good before the Euros, and then at the Euros, they absolutely played horrendous. So I don't believe that they're going to bounce back, and I'm going to take Portugal, even though Portugal is like, just like Belgium, where they have an insane team, and they just can't play. Then you have Italy and North Macedonia. Um, yes, to me, it's pretty much straightforward. It'll be an Italy-Portugal final. Sadly, I think that Cristiano Ronaldo is going to miss out on the world. Oh, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to go bold. Portugal is going to win. I just, dude, without Chiesa, without Spinazzola, who are arguably the, their best players, like, I guess you could argue Chiellini, Bonucci, without those two guys and seeing how awful Donnarumma has played in the last two weeks, I'm taking Portugal for bad. You also have to acknowledge that it's like a one-game knockout. And I feel like once you mention that to me, that can change. That anything can happen in one game. I feel like two, a two-legged like, series. Yeah. It's a lot more like. That's yeah. exactly you know, how Portugal won the Euros. Yeah, that's what's I, going on. A uh, March Madness, right? Like you, 
I'm not going to talk about March Madness. Sorry. Yeah, you're, uh, you're my, not going to. My, my bad, my bad. This Bill. is I, March Madness, too. It, it, res- Mar- respectfully, <laughs> side note on this podcast, I need to stop bringing up random sports <laughs> when we do the podcast. I do yeah. it every week. It's really like, bad. Anyways, Chris Pulisic is like the LeBron James. Well, I mean, Italy, Italy has a... I mean, Bastoni has played very well for Inter. He'll be there. They're going to play a back Yeah, but their problem, their problem isn't like their center backs. You'd well, have to put Bastoni at like, yeah. yeah, left back. Or Emerson. <laughs> and Emerson? Emerson will play. I mean, Emerson will play. It. Jesus Christ. Back. But yeah, what I'm, trying to, what I'm trying to get at is the Italy that we're going to see on Thursday, March 24th at 3.45 p.m. against North Macedonia. And even in the final against Portugal, if Portugal make it, it or if Italy makes it, is not going to be the team that we saw in the Euros who were really good. They're really going to seriously be missing who I thought were their best two players by far. Something a little side note to mention too. Luis Felipe got called up by both Brazil and Italy is yet to be capped for either. He obviously he's from Brazil but he plays in Italy and Italy I kind of think he should go to Italy. Luis Felipe from uh, I mean, Lazio. Uh, I th- I would probably agree with you cuz when you look at Brazil, I mean you have Eder Militao who's not moving and you have mm-hmm. Marquinhos who is not moving and both of them are not only is Intermetal insanely young, but Marquinhos is probably in his prime, so they're not going to go anywhere it's like, anytime soon. It's like three years from now, you could be a, the starting center back for Italy, potentially, or you could be like the fourth center back for Brazil. Like I feel like that's an easy choice for yeah. him. That's yeah, I would, I would go yeah. Brazil. But, um, Anyways. I had I have Portugal going through path C. What do you guys think? I, mean, I agree. Italy. I have Portugal. I won't. So, Michael, hurry up and go through with your objection. I think... <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. So, I think Italy can, on a more consensual different system Italy will probably win it but in a one game like one game system Portugal just kind of can just find a way to win it and beat Italy who are the Euro champions so I'm gonna say Portugal but I will not down a hill with that it's gonna be so difficult for Portugal to find a way to win with Bruno Fernandes Joao Felix Diego Jota Cristiano Ronaldo Ruben Diaz yeah, but they're they're here. Renato, Renato <laughs> Sanchez. I know. Hey, Renato I'm, Silva. I'm not, I'm not, this is not against you. This is against Portugal. This is the thing that I like hilarious. to say. It's like like I'll be like, it's you know, insane. this can happen. Like these teams are good. Italy is a great team, and so is Portugal. But they're they have to like play off to get to the World Cup. They're not exactly in their top form either. <laughs> well, yeah. Any any final additions to this good old international? Uh, I break. think I'm the only dissenter. I'm gonna play my Michael role on this one. Uh, I think. Italy gets through pretty handily against Portugal. Yeah. Oh, we had a two-two we'll split see. here. A two-two split. I just don't think. Uh, so I'm not the only one now. <laughs> I just don't think Portugal have any sort of real good defense, in my opinion. And Ronaldo is what? at I this point. Ronaldo at this point, his career is inconsistent, and he is liable to get a hat trick at any time. But he's okay. also liable to put it in. Let me let me run a you walk through. Let me, for 75 let me run you through a back line, just really quickly okay go go person by person so i can comment left back nuno Menge. Eh, he's too young too young to carry an important too <laughs> young to played, be this good in an important game he played pretty good against real madrid he was i'm not no, no comment because we're gonna start an argument no comment go he ahead. played pretty good against real madrid center backs come on ruben diaz fair and maybe <laughs> i would throw in i guess pepe in there washed Best. okay <laughs> here's the banger that you can't you can't go against right back Draw Cancelo. <laughs> I mean, best left back in the world, yeah. But still, he's a he's a baller. He's in form. Yeah, yeah correct. I think it's a pretty good back line compared to Italy's. Who, who's Italy playing right back? Di Lorenzo. Yeah, tough one. Who else? Chiellini. And I mean, Luigi? well, that team is not. I mean, those fullbacks are gonna park. I mean, Spinazzola is not playing like that. Back four is gonna park. It's more about the it's more about the midfield. Donnarumma. Like, when you have Jorginho, Barea, Locatelli, 
So other guy, I'm forgetting. I'll back you like, up on Bar- on Barella, but Jorginho's not that good. Jorginho's very important to the success and oh, for sure, for team. sure, for sure. But Renato Sanchez, <laughs> Bernardo Silva, Renato Sanchez, bar for bar, is a is much a, better dude. Bernardo Silva plays for Portugal. Baller. Jorginho just plays such a specific role. The issue with Portugal has been that the manager hasn't found a way to just basically have all these talented players mash or just have a good yeah. system that works. Portugal, well, Italy there's no cons- the Euros yeah. with Portugal team, also has so. Rafael. There's no, no consistency and no like Jesus uh, Christ, bro. no consistency. Look at Portugal. No. Look at Portugal. That's I just want to say that. Team. I mean, though, I guarantee Nelson Semedo will start one of these. I games. just want to say though, I agree with oh, Connor. Yeah, I do not agree with Connor's statement about the center backs or defense for Portugal. Portugal is a good team too, but. I do think Italy is a better team, and they're gonna. All win. right, we'll see. We'll see how those sixty-year-olds go up against Joao Felix and all that. We'll see. I mean, it's interesting. I'm not like I don't really have a strong position on it. So like you saying that Italy's gonna win, it, I'm like, we'll see. He's a false nine in the team that plays without one. Let's Joao Felix is a striker straight up. It's just that Atletico Madrid, whatever you play, is not what you play. So Honey Malky has to come in here and yell at you because it's moving on to a El Clasico, Clasico in three really, minutes. Here we go. Really, really quickly, succinctly. What were the problems? There really weren't any real problems. I mean, there obviously there were problems because when you lose 4-0, there are problems. But is it a systemic thing? Like, you could argue it if you look into it really deeply. But I think people want to, like, absolutely hammer Real Madrid for, like, an awful performance. But the fact of the matter is that Nacho's playing left back. David Alaba doesn't really want to play center back. Carvajal is still not in, in stride, you know? They play without Benzema, who's literally top scorer, top assistant in La Liga. Ooh, like... Yeah, they shouldn't have lost 4-0, but man, we can't sit here and like absolutely discard Real Madrid and claim Xavi ball. Like, it's just not a thing. I mean, Xavi, I, I do think it's stupid that people have been like, like all of a sudden, like Xavi's the best mid, like defender in the world, or coach in the world, sorry. Um, all he's done is just like, like Komen had no idea what he was doing on the team. Like he changed, like they're just playing tiki talk with an emphasis on counterattack. Like it's not like new, it's not like sound you just got players that actually want to fight for the club and you have a manager that they can rally around i don't know this is it's he's not like but they are playing much better like, of course i'm not i'm not taking anything away from from xavi or or barcelona they came in with a game plan and they absolutely mm-hmm. executed it i mean they were playing the balls out wide making the midfielders go out there making mothers go out there making crows go out there and leaving casimir in the middle and then as soon as they would they would pass it and, and creative passing that's mm-hmm. one thing that really sets apart barcelona and that's why i think that um, Ferran Torres is really good on the team because he can just take that pass, control it, shoot. Gabi as well. Sergio Busquets as well. Pedri is insane. Dembele played out of his mind again. He played against like Nacho, you know, but you still have to do it. You still have to put the ball in. Like He put the ball in between both both defenders. He, they did a really good job, but I just, I'm not going to sit here and let people like say that Real Madrid has like some systemic problem like or that Xavi no. is, it, it's all Xavi. Like, Barca came in there, played really good. They embarrassed Real Madrid. What does this mean? I think this is a good thing for both teams. Because now Real, Real Madrid, it's easy to forget what's wrong with your team when you're just winning. Now they, like, they better know that their back line is just not there yet. And if they hope to add Mbappe to their team, they got to know that they got to strike them the back line as well. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um... <clears throat> Like as someone who like obviously it was a hard match to watch say the least, but I do think like Ramadan can bounce back from it. They didn't. They struggled. They had injuries too. Benzema was out of the game, and we had we didn't have Mendy either. So I think the game would have been different if we had those players in disposal. But um, like I said, it's it Jesus was hard Christ. to watch. It was pretty brutal some moments, but 
I don't think I'm not exactly like I wouldn't say that Barcelona is like at the point where they're like top team in Europe at this. Well, I feel like it's unfair to say not. that. Obviously not. <laughs> and just not watching, just watching Alaba defend like. Oh my god. We're like, watching it now. Like this is not a center. If you back. go, if you go, if you go back to the first goal, like Dembele puts the ball in, Alaba tries to clear across with his like his foot. He could his foot was nearly his, his head. head. Like he could have easily used his head or his body. Not even, or his body. <laughs> There's just there were a lot of mistakes, but I'm, I don't want to take anything away from Barca. Um, if I, <laughs> I kept saying this throughout the entire day, every time someone talked to me about it, but if if Aubameyang was like half decent, he would have come out with four goals easy. He would have come out with four goals easily. There was a lot of opportunities. I don't there. want to talk about Aubameyang. No, I mean, Michael cannot escape Aubameyang. I, as, I, as, as an Arsenal Madrid fan, he, this man haunts the, Michael. The anger I have for, like, I the know. fact that we we fired people in London, in Arsenal, f- to give Aubameyang a contract extension so he would stay there. And then when the season starts and we struggled, he just didn't have the effort to play. And then he goes to Barcelona and starts <laughs> crushing it. Angers player, me man. to my core, especially the way that we're playing. At the now. same time, it's <laughs> Barcelona, dude. The Barcelona's a really good team. They they've been they've been poor at the beginning of the season, but they're a really good team. I also find it kind of funny how Barcelona was talking about how they're such financial woes and troubles, but yet they signed like eleven people. That sure most yeah, of them were for free, but still, for free, it's not exactly easy to still pay people's contracts. We <laughs> shall see, because I seriously think that this win was a absolute exclamation point i think that they're probably going to end up being dude they could be second place in la liga easily at the end of the season easily real madrid could choke i mean i don't think they will but real madrid could definitely choke like they're only not like i don't know there's definitely like some alarms sounding at real madrid at the moment there's alarms sounding at the all top four teams have to be shaking right now barcelona is this weekend is playing sevilla they're confident I'll and i'll save that. my uh, i'll save my barca take for another week what's your barca, barca take Let's well, if, 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 a, I, if I if I pop it out, it's, it's it, we, like this might be a whole episode. You can leave it as like a cliffhanger. Let's do it. All right, cliffhanger. Uh, Barca's winning La Liga next season. <laughs> oh, next season. Next season. Yeah, when they, when Real Madrid signed Mbappe, and no defenders. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right, that's <laughs> off the bar podcast. <laughs> All right. Basically, that's yep. been the episode for yep. today. We've talked about international window. Things that are pretty exciting, and especially in the European front, South American front as well. Actually, everywhere. Things are exciting everywhere. Um, a classical was as a Real Madrid fan. To be honest, I, I wasn't even depressed. I wasn't even sad, dude. It was just like, hmm, this is disgusting to watch. Um, both teams are looking exciting for next season. Like, this makes me excited to watch uh, next next La Liga season because, to be honest, I really don't like running away with the title. I, I just hope we go back to the, the Spotify cap new and win, you know? I'm so excited to see you yeah. guys Spotify. Spotify. Don't worry. Cap hey, Spotify. Spotify. Michael, just remember, we'll get, we'll, jerseys. we'll get him, at, uh, we'll get him back the at the Spotify, Spotify, Spotify. cap new next yeah. year. <laughs> but yeah. Spotify. The Spotify. <laughs> How are you? Okay, let's stop talking about Spotify, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, this has been the episode and my name is Rafael De Los Santos. Connor O'Brien, shout out Tom Brady. Alex Gonzalez. Michael Figueroa. And this has been Off the Board Podcast. Catch you next time. See you.